With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Scala Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Westerer is Bester with me, Lee G. Joining me as always is Big M. How are we, Martin? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you doing yourself? Indeed, I am fine. Westerer this week is indeed Besterer. After that performance on Saturday, um, it just feels like everything's quite good, quite happy, quite lovely. I, I even saw... A little, a little picture of the crowd there, Mark. A little, a little sneak in the crowd, just evidence that you were actually at the game there. Yeah, you know, it it probably wasn't the best moment for me because we were messing with uh, with the five year old that came with us this time. It it is mine. It's not just a random five year old to pick up. Just pick them up no. as you go in. That's <laughs> what you do, man. <laughs> no, but no, it, it was a crack. It, it was a crack atmosphere down here. Brilliant experience, you know. And you know, there was quite a few people in there supporting the Sharks as well. So it it, it made it even that better. Where you you have that that little cheering banter going back and forth. So it it was really really good. Cool. And I saw on on social media lots of stuff before the game, lots of stuff after the game in the Tanner Bar and stuff like that. So did you uh, did you see any of that? Did you get involved in in any of that? Yeah. No, I, uh, I, because it was a, we weren't a late, late one. You know, we have, we have got the kids, so we don't tend to stick around, you know, afterwards unless it's like a, a one o'clock or even a, a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. So we weren't there for that. But uh, I, I know they had a presentation in the Tarabank bar after the game for Sam Costello, who was one of the Baz Lewis breakthrough player of the year. Mm-hmm. So you know, well done, Costi. And, and we said and, at the start uh, of the year, though, didn't we? We, we were talking about Costello in uh, when we did our pre-season stuff, and we were saying how, you know, how he needed to this year. He's, he'd, he'd kind of been involved. He'd been on the outskirts. He'd come on as sub every now and again last year, and then this year really needed to be his his big season. And he's absolutely delivered, isn't he? Uh Outstanding, and if if we take you know this this year's block of fixtures from the first of January onwards, mm. he has shown his attack in prowess, you know, for a lot of them games. And we'd go to Saturday night, and his game management, his kick in was absolutely outstanding. Like we already knew that you know he's a, he's a good goal kicker, he he's got a good kicking game, but the standard he had to get to. On Saturday was up a notch again, and he hit it. Mm. Yeah, and it's nice seeing him. You know, you got um, Johnny Williams coming back outside, and I think knowing, like for Sam, knowing that he's got a straight offload to somebody that's going to take it and 
however he delivers that ball to Johnny Williams, he's taking it and he's going forward sort of a thing. It takes some of the pressure off him so he can, it gives him that that split second to have a look around and go, right, let's, let's assess. And if there's nothing there, then, you know, you've, you've got a straight offload to Johnny Williams. Uh, I think between them and then Joe Roberts, it just feels like it's starting to click in it. Yeah, it it really does. And I know Johnny Williams has only had literally the two games, but it does feel like that could be something pretty good. And, you know, looking after the game on social media, you're not going, oh, no, well, Joe Roberts didn't have the best of games, did he? Well, And I'm look, I'm thinking, going, did you see Lacan Uam have a good game? Because that's what Joe Roberts is doing. Mm, that's yeah. what you do. You stop your opposite number. You didn't see Joe Roberts, but you damn sure didn't see Lacan Uam either. Mm. And to be honest, he did have a couple of. Um, I think he set quite a high standard for himself in some of the previous games. So when you know when he's not at that high standard and he's not making breaks and he's not, you know, running fifty meters with the ball and all that kind of stuff, people go, "Oh, well, you know, it didn't as good as last week." But actually, when you look at the work that he was actually getting through, he was he was really really good. I, and and that's why I like that balance between him and Johnny Williams because Johnny Williams takes it forward and Joe Roberts knows when to run the shoulder line and he takes the offload and he might only make another five or ten meters but Johnny Williams makes five meters Joe Roberts makes five meters that's ten meters and you've got their backline going back and and that's where you need to be then you can play you know, uh, uh, a lot quicker ball off there. So, yeah, I just thought, I, when I was watching it and I saw that first break from Calamaphony and uh, um, we end up with Steph, 10.50. So Steph's running in there 22. We've gone 22 to 22. And I was thinking, we're in here. Uh, and I might only, no way only, but... Looking at that, I, w- I wanted Steph to to go for that line, you know, a, a bit more pace and a bit. I think three or four seasons ago, Steph would have been in there, and I think he would have been. You know, don't get me wrong, he had a fantastic game. Yeah, Steph Evans. I'm not criticizing Steph Evans at all. I just it, it was a shame that he couldn't have finished that first one because that would have been just superb. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at that break and he knows he doesn't have the legs to to finish it. Like, and I, I think that's what we've seen a development in his game, uh, especially more this season, that he knows what his limitations are and he is managing them really well. What we saw a few years ago, which is what I expected to happen, is he tends to kick a lot of ball and chase after himself. Mm-hmm. And... No, watching it back, seeing the cover defence coming down with Gareth Davis on his inside, I thought he was going to kick ahead and then either him or Cowdor were going to, you know, hopefully get over the line. It was the two-view one pass and obviously it worked, we got forward, didn't end the fight, but, you know, it was was different to see from him because I would have pegged him to kick that all day long. Hmm. Uh, and I think that's just another development in in his game in the fact that he's not just thinking, "Oh, I'm going I'm going to try and score this for myself." Like yeah. he's always been that type of to to give the soft passes to to work around. Hmm. But when he is in space and he's not on his own, but he's more or less clear, he does tend to think for himself. Hmm. And yeah. 
I think that is a massive example of where he's thinking more of the team now, which, you know, is, is he's an, a brilliant player and, you know, I, I'm struggling, you know, if, if Carpenny come back in this week, I, I, I'm struggling to, you know, drop him for Roger and have Rogers and Combi at all. You know, I, I think, you know, despite him not having the out and out pace, he is probably our best all-round winger because yeah. he does bit of everything and he pops up in the right places. Mm. So the thing I'm most impressed with Steph, with, and and this has been consistent now all through the season, his hair has improved. And uh, <laughs> and I, I, there was an angle on Saturday where he looks like he's got grey hair. He looks like he's got a, a little bit of a silver tinge there coming, as the best of us do. <laughs> I just thought... Oh, I think uh, that was the drive. <laughs> it was probably... It, was, it might have been a bit wet and it might have been a reflection or whatever. Like, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm glad he's 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 coming to his senses and the hair... No, I know what he'll do now. He'll, he'll listen to the pod and he'll go and have his mullet cut back in ready for breathe on, on Saturday. Now, or he'll have that half and half rubbish that he had a couple of years ago. But, yeah... Um, he he was. I mean, the the kick um, is second. His first try, the, but the 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 kick over where it, it it was a lucky bounce, effectively that foxed the the fullback. Um, you know, you could see he was giving everything for that boy. It looked like it was a a lost cause because the fullback should have covered that. You know, realistically, the fullback should have covered that, but. He gave everything to get to that place. So when it did bounce the wrong way, he was there. Do you know what I mean? There was, it just kind of epitomizes the guy's effort. You know, he, he is going to chase down everything. He is going to give hundred percent for everything. So, and I was really chuffed that, you know, it bounced the right way for us because we haven't had many of them. The first half of the season, say nothing worked for us at all so to see the odd bounce coming in and and things like that was uh it was really sitting at home watching it was was nice there wasn't a, a moment in there where it felt really uncomfortable you know it was it was nice start to finish and I like yeah that. I, I was talking with it um uh, yesterday and i was saying he, he's a cardiff fan cardiff game i was the scarlet and I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm going back through that game and, you know, apart from when, you know, it was they scored and it came 26-20, you know, that felt a bit, but that was, we didn't look in any danger there either. We didn't really feel like we could have lost that game at all. We felt in control more or less on the get-go, yeah. which we haven't seen in quite a lot of games. And to do it, essentially, against, you know, half a World Cup winning team, because you know, whatever generally that World Cup is in that fifteen is it's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Well, will you look at the front row that they put out? So they had, you know, three full internationals in their front row, and I think they had another international on the bench, and we had Kemsley Mathias, you know, sticking it to them and Sean Evans and um our, our boys, our pack, but our front row in particular, were outstanding, I thought. I, I Kemsley Mathias is, 
I would not be at all surprised to see him included in the Wales training squad for uh, the World Cup. Yeah, I, I can agree with you there. I, I very much think um, we could look at a similar situation to what we had at the last World Cup where, you know, Rob Evans went into it as, you know, number one Luke said, and then Wynne Jones just overtook him in that summer. And, you know, we could see a very similar situation, but, you know, with Kemsley Mathias overtaking Wynne Jones. Because, you know, his scrummaging is brilliant. He's he's actually got a modern type of physique as well. I know it's something we talk about a lot here in Wales, that we still have a lot of round-bellied props. Mm. And he is that very, very wide, very top-heavy. He's got that physique there. And his work in the loose is brilliant as well. It's, mm. So his scrummaging is, is really good already. And it's only going to improve. His work in the loot is pretty top notch. I mean, I I think you know he he could probably rival Carey in in terms of his work in the loose. Mm. I think he will get there really quickly. Not quite at that level yet, but not far behind. So he is he is going to be massive. You know, not just for us. He's going to become a mainstay with Wales. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure of that. Sean Evans, you know, what, what else do you want from your converted open side? He is so industrious, you know, slowing ball down, picking it up. He, his work in and around the breakdown is brilliant. And, you know, it's, it's really going to be hard for me to see him move to the bench. I know we got Ken Owens coming back in, but I'm like, oh, he's like, and I didn't even have Sean Evans in, in my top four hookers at the start of the season. I had Ken Owens, Elias, Taylor Davis, and Dav Hughes all above him in, in my yeah. mind now. Yeah. And the fact that he's basically he's shot through Dav Hughes and Taylor Davis. Mm. And you know I and I, I'm I'm sitting here going, Well, I think I'd rather him start than Ken on Friday night, just mm. because of how well he's been playing. And that is a real testament to him. He's not got the size of your Ken Owens, of your Dewey Lakes, who are going to be bulldozering hookers. But what he does, it counts for a lot. Mm. On to the tight dead then. Javan had a tough game. He really had a tough game. And look, anyone was going to struggle, you know, against that, <laughs> against that Sharks front row, mm. especially tight dead when you're the anchor. I don't think we've got a, a good enough balance in that front row when Sebastian plays because we've got nice big tall loose heads we've got you know face sizable guys and then Javan is these short and you know being a front row myself I've always preferred it and I've always felt more at ease when we're all of a similar sort of stature going in so I think he was already working off working on the back foot before he started so we, we know he can scrummage well. You know, he, he's in the Scotland camp. I mean, you, you don't get into, you know, this Scottish team anymore just for, for playing rugby, which, you know, a lot of people would have said, you know, five, ten years ago, oh, just play professional rugby, Scotland call you up. So I, I can remember those comments. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought he had a real hard game in the scrum. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him drop to the bench this week or depending on Harry O'Connor's he could potentially drop out of the full 23 
ju- just because of the scrummaging aspect. Like his work in the loose is is really good, and since he started being involved with our Scotland setup a few years ago, every time he has come back, the first couple of games I've seen him play, his work in the loose is getting better. His carrying is harder. His his fitness and his work rate is improving. So he is a really good player all round. I just think that the scrummaging level of definitely Harry O'Connor. And, you know, Wainwright is still learning. I, I think their scrummaging is above it, so that's why I'd probably want one of them starting against Breve because we know they're going to come with a big pack. The French side, they're always going to come with a big pack, and that's something we need to pay for. So, going going back to Saturday then, anything there that, that, you, that concerns you or anything that you kind of think we, we could have been a little bit sharper on or was it you know pretty much all top draw stuff i don't think we tested them enough in that. I, I really don't I, I and i say that looking at our first two scrums mm. and we made two line breaks first phase line break and we scored a try from our first two scrums and i didn't see many sort of set plays many strike attacks throughout that game when we were really in a position to do so. Like I, I think we wasted quite a lot of our lineup ball. We didn't really try anything, which okay, it might have been the game plan because we're up against the sharks and they've got lightning back lightning backs. Mm. And if you know we mess up, they pick a ball up and then under the posts. Mm. So it's it's really is down to what the game plan was. And unfortunately I'm not privy to that. You were not privy to that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we we really can't see, but I, I would have liked to have seen more attacking intent, especially because we know how we have played over, over the last three months. We have been scoring tries and hitting hitting teams back, making nine breaks, beating defenders for fun. Hmm. I, I think the, the bit for me is where they scored their tries. They, they scored both their tries through the forwards, through drives, and, and we repelled two or three of them. We held them out, and, and I was thinking, right, yeah, we got this sorted. And then whether they changed something or whether we changed something and they just kind of drove through us and it was a bit easy. But you compare that to where we were at the start of the season, where we weren't repelling the first three or four lineouts or the first three or four drives or whatever. So, you know, it's a massive improvement there. But that would be my – if I was looking at that and I was brief. I'd be going right with, you know, we're, we're attacking through the forwards. Um, and the other bit that kind of worries me is Dan Davis going off. Dan Davis had a, an amazing first 10 minutes. He was just everywhere. It was like it was, with, particularly with him and McLeod. And we had this with... Um, uh, Barkley and Tubby. Well, yeah. No? We, had it with, we, we were playing two sevens on the pitch. You know, sometimes you'd have Cubby and McLeod, and you have McLeod and Morgan, uh, and now you've got Dan Davis and McLeod, you know, two really strong sevens. Um, and I think it's it's working really, really well for us because, you know, particularly with Sean Evans in there as well, you've effectively got three open side flankers in the pack. And the amount of ball that, let's like say, we're slowing up or we're turning over... Um, is really good. So seeing Dan Davis go off injured was a bit of a concern. Um, I haven't seen an injury update. Have you have you seen any injury updates since? 
I haven't seen an update, but during the match, uh, it was around the 60, 70 minute mark. Um, I don't know if it was his sister or his missus or something, but she was in the section for me. And he walked over. He had a bit of a limp, but he walked over to speak to him. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's just going to be, uh, you know, precautionary more than anything else. Maybe miss the brief game on this to be on the safe side, but then be fully back for a quarterfinal. Because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say if we are making the quarterfinal. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, moving on to. To, to this weekend, I, I'm in the same place. I I can't see how we wouldn't now. The 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 way we've been playing, the um, everything is clear. It's a shame it's come, yeah, halfway through the season and not two weeks into the season. But um, yeah, I can't see us losing that brief game. And that's that's the first time this year I've been. Other than the very first game of the season against the Ospreys, I was super confident for that one. I thought that we were going to blow them away. Um, but yeah, it's um, I can't see us losing that game. I genuinely can't. I think we're we're too strong up front. I think we're too fast behind. I think we're too fit around the the park. And I think that the confidence is there. Um, and then you bring back in people like Ken Owens, and you go. You know, if you if you're brief, and at 60 minutes you're seeing Win Jones and Ken Owens coming on the pitch, you know you're going, ah, oh, I'm gonna give up and go home now. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I I, yeah. I think I can't see it going any other way other than a a big win for us this weekend. No, the the only way I can imagine anything going wrong is if you know, brief go look, we're bottom of the top 14. You know, I, I'm looking at their fixtures and I don't think they've they've lost their last six going back into January. So I, I don't know if they've had a win this year yet. The only way they can really do anything is if they flip their mindset and go, look, our league season is over. The only chance we've got any sort of success, any sort of happiness and pride is if we try and target this. But even if they do that, I don't think they're going to be strong enough. I think, you know, we have proven now we can take on a, a, a forward-oriented team and still come up trumps. Yeah, definitely. And it's same where you know where Manchester are concerned because you know even even with everything that happened, we still could have and should have probably should have won that game. Yeah. So we yeah, can yeah. match forwards. We might not have you know an international front five or whatever they want to call it, but we our but our pack will stand up and. They are capable of dominating teams. Yeah. So let me get a uh, let me get a prediction out of you then for this weekend. Then, so I'm going to go with something like forty-five twelve to the Scarlet. So I think it's going to be an absolute destruction. Um, I, I I do. I think. It, we're building and building, and I think we're going to want to lay down a marker for the rest of the competition and go right. Okay, we've, you know, we've we've won some games. We've we've won some games well. Now we need to absolutely destroy teams. That's that's the next step. Let's let's go and destroy someone and make them want to give up the game. You know, let's let's go and really put someone to the sword. So that's my 
myself. Forty-five twelve is my one. Yeah, I, I've got a thirty-seven six out of favour on my scoreboard. And being as I predicted, thirty-three twenty-one for you know this most recent game. I mean, you know, you know 32 21, 32 20, you know, that's not a bad guess. Uh, but probably the only one I've got even close this season. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm taking I'm not taking the moral high road. I'm going in the best now. You know, I, yeah. I got the exact I got the I got the gap perfect. I was only two single points off. Uh, I I've stopped writing them down because I've been so far away with most of my predictions. I just got I'm not even going to waste the ink. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna, somebody will tell me if I got close. But oh, right, okay. So let's um let's have a little look at the community game then, mate. Um, let's start in the championship with Narbeth. So Narbeth were. Yeah. At home or away against Beth? I think they were away, didn't they? Away, away. Yeah. Yes. And you know, they they shocked me. They really shocked me. I mean, I saw this result and my jaw dropped a little bit. I mean. So what did you predict on that one then? Given how good I predict- they were at predicting the Scarlets, what did you predict for this game? I watch the Scarlets every week for Christ's <laughs> sake. Give me a break. I don't, I don't go and watch an Arbeth and be there. But no, I yeah, I, I predicted Bay that to come up trumps in this one, and boy was I wrong, and, and how glad I am that I was wrong. I mean, forty points to twenty. You know, you go to any away game and you come away with that result, and um, that's outstanding. Yeah, and by all accounts, it was uh, it was a confident win as well. It was um, it wasn't a, a a close run thing by any any chalk. So. Narbeth now can they put a bit of distance between themselves and and Beve in the table? So I say that that middle bit of the of the the championship is really confusing. Narbeth on forty two points, Ustred won the one place above them on forty eight, Cross Keys above that on fifty three, and then Bed was just below Narbeth on thirty eight. So you know there's there's still movement to be had, but top two. Pontepool and Neath, I think they, they're just uh, a little bit too far away for everyone at the minute. But there's still, you know, there's still some good games for Narbeth to, to win between now and the end of the season. Uh, starting with this Saturday, um, Cardiff met in force. So what's your what's your prediction on that one? Yeah, well, I've Narbeth now. I mean, after that win. You, you you can't not back them, you know, going away and, and getting a, th- a big three-score win mm. and then returning home the next week and playing a team that you beat away earlier in the season. You know, you, you've you've got to back them. You've got to back Narbeth for this win. And, you know, like you said, this table, this table looks confusing just mm. because of the different amounts of games have been played. I mean, you've got, like you said, from, from third and then down to Narbeth in seventh. You've got 16 games, 20 games, 16 games, 15 games, 16 games. It is just, you, you don't know who's coming from where. Yeah. But no, I, I'm fully back in Narba to do Cardiff. Well, the, the interesting thing this weekend is it's the university break. So university break for Easter this Friday. So Cardiff met on Sunday. I don't know how that kind of affects you know, the team, as in, is it 
a bit more of a, a relaxed kind of atmosphere. I don't know if players have gone home for the you know Easter break. I can't imagine they would, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think Narbeth can take them as well. I think Narbeth are on a... I think the positivity within the Narbeth side is there now. And like you say, they, they do look like they're quite a distance away. You know, they're 55 points of, uh, to 42. But then there's four games difference in between them. So those four games could be, you know, 20 points and they're uh, 13 points difference. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. But I'm going to back Narbeth as well. I think, I think their time is coming, my friend. Their time is coming. So... Uh, <laughs> Let's let's have a, a a little looky down the 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 things. Who have we got next? So Division One. Oh, do we want to start with Pembroke, Pembroke and Crimmer? We well, it, it it's a positive and a massive negative at the same time. So it might as well. Yeah. So you know, we are top of the table. Are they are they still undefeated, Crimmer? I think so. Let's just have a, a, a little look at the table. Yeah, undefeated. Yeah. So top of the table, undefeated Krimich, travel to bottom of the league, winless Pembroke. And, you know, as always in these sort of stories, you know, the underdog surprised everyone and lost 57-5. Yeah. <laughs> it just is not the, good. The surprise there is that Pembroke scored. Um, yeah. I just can't. I, I don't know where the win comes from now. Um, not not that I thought that it was going to come from Krimich, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough end of the season for Pembroke. Uh, Whitland got an absolute tonking against Newcastle Emlyn as well. 21 points to 70. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I'm staying silent on that one. It's... Yeah, it's... And then Aberystwyth, I, I, I will ask, well, other than Krummer, you know, um, Aberystwyth uh, lost 29-24 at Gowerton. And I thought I thought Aberystwyth would have taken that one. I really did. But, um, yeah, not to be. So the table at the minute, we've got Krummer on top, Newcastle Emlyn um, in second, Slangenich now in third, and Schengenich got two games in hand on Krummich and Newcastle Emlyn and five points away. So, yeah, could be, oh, don't know. Um, and then, so we go Gowerton, Velen, Boyko, and Aberystwyth then in seventh. And then Whitland and Pembroke propping up the table. Pembroke on minus four points. Minus four I mean, oh, good lord! Anyway, let's let's have a look at Two West. Let's try cheer ourselves up in Two West. Um, do you want to then see the fixtures of One oh, West? Yeah, 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 or? yeah. Sorry, I didn't do fixtures, did I? Yeah. So, yeah. who have we got this weekend then? Go on, you, you well, know. we've got another sort of local derby with uh, Abris with hosting Pembroke. Mm. So uh, you know, going to be another hard day for Pembroke. No way. Mm. Unfortunately, you know, like you said, you you want to know where that win comes from, uh, and you know, Pembroke are in twelfth. You got Whitland and Pencloud immediately above them, 
but they've already played those games. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's, and I can't see a win for Pembroke now this season. And so this is going to be a, a comfortable victory for Aberystwyth and probably an opportunity to try out some of the, you know, younger boys or even any youth players if they've got any who are ready to make the step up. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a tough end to the season for Pembroke. Next game, though, Krimmer at home to Slangenich. You got him at home, though? Krimmer at home, yeah. I've got Krimmer at home. Yeah, they've swapped it on me. Guys. Oh, oh, see. Letting yourself down there, Mart. Letting yourself down there, Oh, yeah, I've really understood <laughs> Yeah, Krimmer at home to Slangenich. Well, yeah, I see. I see what I've done. Never mind. <laughs> I, I've got the uh, I, I've swapped them around I've got a home fixture down further down where it's meant to be away oops uh, huh. but no that, that's this is tasty this is going to be a clash of the titans this is you know this is what and anyone who can get a crimmer anyone involved in you know Pembrokeshire rugby who goes to these, you know, your club every week, just maybe pop down to watch Crimmich instead this week because this is as good as it's going to get in terms of Pembrokeshire this season. Mm. This really is, you know, it's not exactly first v second, but first, second, third are so tight. These, yeah. you know, any one of these three can take it. And this game will go a long way in deciding who's going to do it. And yeah. You know, I do think that looking at results, the Flangenic are probably the stronger, but I'm going to back Krimic to do it on their own patch and I'm going to back them to go all the way. You you were about to get a massive boo from me then when you started saying how good the Flangenic were. You were, you were about to have a, ooh, Martin. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really close game as well. Um, and I hope that Krimic come out on top of that one because they deserve it. Uh- they do deserve yeah. it. Yeah. The only thing I do hope is that when everyone turns up to watch this match, that the Krimic boys are actually wearing their kit and not having another photo session. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I want, well, the missus wants a copy. So I'm not <laughs> going to be digging around. I mean, that, that is, that's got to be something worth mentioning. That is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Oh, what was it like 30 odd grand they raised for a naked yeah. calendar? That's yeah, absolutely they- brilliant. They did it for Christmas, didn't they? It came out of Christmas. Uh, um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, what I would say, if anyone is thinking of going and you haven't been to Krimich before, parking is an absolute nightmare. So, um, yeah, get there early and don't be worried about uh, uh, stepping on people's toes. when it, The best place to park is actually at the, the leisure centre and then walk down So because um, it's not far. Anyway. So, Whitland away to Snessy Wanderers in the other game in this league. How are you calling that one, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to the Wands. You know, I, I, I yeah. just can't see what Whitland are going to do now. I mean, my only hope is that, you know, the Whitland youth team are, are all ready to step up and they're going to give a big impetus next season because we know that, you know, Division One West is... There's no relegation, so we know Wickland, Pembroke, they're all still going to be there. So we just need to look on. I I hope the teams are actually looking at, okay, we don't want to perform like this next year. We've got some Division 2 teams coming up. We at least want to be mid-table and then look to push on. Yeah, 
Let's have a, a, a look at uh, League Two West then. Um, so results from last weekend. And on the top of the results page, I'm seeing that the Milford game against Bury Port, um, that must be Friday, Thursday, has been postponed. Don't know yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, Let's have a look. So Ponte Delis scraped home against Fishguard. You know, 24-19. I said the Fishguard pitch would come to their rescue, and I think it very nearly did, because, yeah. Yeah, and th- this isn't even the first time that this has happened. I mean, in the, in the return fixture earlier in the season, if I if I can find it right, it was, you know, it was it was really close. So you know this is this isn't a one-off for Fishguard. They they are capable. They're just not consistent. Yeah, yeah, and so, that you know, comes back to the squad that they've got. It's a very shallow squad, and they keep trying to build depth. And they've lost a couple of players to Krummer, um, which kind of um, is a, a bit of a pain in the backside for them. But still, so coming that close to Ponte Delice, you know, fair play. They've um, they did really well, really, really well on that. So the result of the of the weekend, you know, and we we said this last week, um, and we said it would be a close game. Milford twenty two to Croix twenty, you know. Oh, brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. I, I mean, I, I'm loving this. Hmm. It was just an just an awesome result to see. And we we know the struggles that you know Milford have in in general, and you know, okay, to Christ are low down in the table, like right next to them, but they they still got the win, and that's still such a morale boosting win, especially yeah. when it's that close. Yeah, and um, we I think I said it was going to be you know one score in it, maybe the last kick of the game, and I don't know if it was the last kick of the game, but Milford have a habit of. Winning on the last kick of the game, so yeah, fair play to the boys. You know, twenty-two twenty is uh, uh, an excellent score. And then Tembi in another high-scoring game, eight-three um, away at Mumbles, but that puts Tembi into second place. You know, they yeah. leapfrog Mumbles, and they're up to second place. And um, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's okay. I I backed Tembi to win, and I, I hoped. The Tembi would win more than anything, but you know, I did not expect to see a single digit scoreline. <laughs> you know, 8 3, you're thinking it must have been absolutely tamping down, and you know, the ball must have been covered, dipped in oil every five minutes because mm. it's, just, it's just not a scoreline you see on a regular basis, is it? But no, especially you know, especially not with those two teams, those are both teams that like to. Score tries, you know. Like, well, yeah, you know, more, they? they've played twenty nine games between them, and they've picked up twenty three bonus points. Mm. So, you know, that tells you something right there. Yeah, yeah, and but again, so as exciting as it is to have Tembi in second place, um, Mumbles have got one game on them. Mantgaredig have got two games in uh, in hand on them. And Kidwelly have got five games in hand on them, and it is quite close. Even Bury Port, you know, Bury Port thirty-five points, and you know, with two games in hand on Tembi. So, you know, 
the end of of this season and that league is going to be quite interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's you can even add Carmarth and Athletic into that because they've got four games in hand and they're twenty points behind. So you know they get a good run of fixtures and they could be in with that mix as well. So it, yeah. it's it's going to be really tight. I think you know that that third position, that that final promotion spot. I think that's going to be one hell of a dogfight. Mm. And it may well go down to the last game of the season, which that's what you want to do, isn't it? You want to see last game of the season where everything counts on it and, you know, big crowds. That's that's where you want to be at, at that point of the year, isn't it? Right. Let's let's drop down into... Pictures. Uh, you know, oh, I've done it again, haven't I? Oh, it's because I'm getting all excited. I, I know what's coming in, in Division <laughs> 3. That's what it is. Okay, fixtures <laughs> for this weekend. Um, we've got Tembi at home to Carmarthen and Fishguard away into Croix. And yeah. Oh, yeah, What's the it? Milford game against Bury Port has been postponed. That's why they're not showing up there. So that's a bit Yeah, odd. that's... That's the one that we're unsure of. It's showing as postponed, but we can't find any reason why it's been yeah. postponed. And it's been so postponed we, we... from early in the week, rather yeah. than you know, it's not a last minute thing. But yeah, so we'll try and do a bit of digging and find out what's going on over there. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, the other two fixtures, you know, I, I I'm back in the Pembroke sides to come through. You know, ten B at home to Carmarthen Athletic. You know, you know, ten B have got ambitions. It it is going to be a hard one to to finish in the promotion spots, but you know they're more than capable, and this will be a game to just keep their run going. So I, I'm back in Tembi to do it, especially at home. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think same for Fishguard. I, I, I'm I'm going to back the pair of them just because. Uh, yeah, I think they've both got it in them to win. I really yeah. do. I think they they're both more than capable of of turning that around and doing a um sending them back home with a tanned ass. Um yeah. I, 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 I do think Fishguard might have the, the harder fixture of the day just because, you know, Tikrois have just had a really close loss to Milford. They are Milford, they are gonna be a bit of a wounded animal. I'm still back in Fishguard, but I think that's going to be a, a closer game than most people might expect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I do Division 3 now? You may do Division 3. Okay. Let's have a look in Division 3. So, results from last week. Again, the results page is showing Harford West Pembroke.Quins postponed for this weekend, and it's not showing the Quins and Nayland score for last weekend. Which is a, a a little bit odd. So I don't know if the Quinns and Nayland game was postponed, or or what. But um, yeah, I'll um, I'll put a couple of put a couple of minutes couple of feelers out there. Yeah, see what's what. See what's what. So Aberaeron forty nine, Clannabother thirteen. I think we pretty much expected that. Didn't yeah. We? Yeah. And and this is one that we definitely didn't expect. This is no. one that we did not predict at all. Cardigan twenty six, Haverford West twenty five. Now, you know, Haverford West have been on a bit of a run lately. Um Cardigan are you know, mid table, but they've been on a bit of a reverse run lately where where they've been losing a load of games. So yeah, in terms of recent form. 
that's a massive, massive change round in yeah. recent form. We just got to put this into perspective as well. The return fixture early in the season, Haverford West won 67 nil. So yeah. in half a season, they go from 67 nil to winning 26 25. That, that's a huge turnaround. Massive turnaround. So fair play to Cardigan on that one because. You know, the cardigan pitch is very open. It's very windy, or it can be very windy. Um, you know, it's it's not a, it's not an enclosed pitch, so the the weather plays a massive um, it has a massive impact when you're up in cardigan. But to still come away, you know, have West have been they've been playing well recently. So to to take that at home is just superb. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and then we got Larn fifty eight, Langham twelve. Yeah, it's, it's it's not what we want to see, but it, it was pretty much expected. This, despite any optimism we may or may not have shown in favour yeah. of Langham. Yeah, and um, yeah, we'll we'll come to the Langham youth fixture in a minute because uh, yeah, but yeah. It was a hard one for, for Langham. And then we've got St. David's 36, Tregaron 10, which we kind of predicted. Tregaron bottom of the table, not having a great time of it. St. David's have had some good games this year. So that's not an unexpected win uh, for St. David's. And fair play to them. They did, um, they did a decent job there. So, yeah. Um, and like I say, I'll find out about the... Nayland and Quinn's result and find out what's going on there and I will let everybody know. Games for this weekend, say Harford West and Quinn's postponed. Don't know what's going on with that one. Uh, St. David's away to Lampeter. What's your call on that one? Yeah, I, I would love for St. David's to back up you know, their away win this week with another one, but you know, Lampeter, you know, at top of that top end of that table for the reason. So it's going to be a lap to win. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I guess too much of a an ask for St. David's to do that. Um, as is Langham against Aberaeron. Uh <laughs> Similar sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm just hoping the Langham get on the score sheet this time. Because, you know, it, it was it was almost a ton to nothing in the return fixture. So, you know, let, let's hope, you know, the, the home pitch, the home crowd... The masses can get behind and uh, you know at least get three points on the board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cardigan away in Stanabother. Yeah, I'm back in Cardigan now. I'm gonna I'm gonna back Cardigan for everything. <laughs> Why not? You no, know, if they can, if they can come from that sort of deficit, you know, mm. the, who knows what they're capable of. Yeah, and Stanabother aren't exactly setting the world alight so far this year. They've only had three wins, so. Yeah, uh, I think that should actually be quite a comfy win uh, for him. You know, if you just go by the table and what is now recent form, that should be a comfortable win for Cardigan. Uh, Nayland and Tregaron? Yeah, pretty much the same stuff. You know, Nayland should have a comfortable win by there. Tregaron are, you know, bottom for a reason. And, you know, Nayland are very firmly mid-table. You know, they've won more than they've lost in the league, so it should be a, a comfortable win for them. Yeah. And then we've got the game of the round, St. Clair's against Larne, which Larne, top of the table, only lost two games so far this year. St. Clair's, 
uh, fourth in the table, but they've only played 11 games and haven't lost so far this year. Um, I think their first loss was last weekend in the Cup. They played the semi-final of the Cup and they lost in the semi-final of the Cup. Um, yeah, but we'll come that, that's, that's going to be really hard for St. Clair's to take. I mean, you know, and Lampeter as well. They they lost the round in their semi-final as well in the Cup. You know, so we were we were hoping last week for an all division three West A final and we got nothing. Yeah, no, so that's, that's 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 always good to uh to come back to. But no, um I, I think it, it was ten to six in favour of St. Clair's early in the season. And you know, I, I, I think St. Clair's are gonna really wanna put a marker down now and be like, you know, our season's not over. You know, we're we're gonna run away with this league in the end. Mm. And and when you look at the points. Um, you know, St. Clair's are in fourth at the minute on 50 points. Lana top on 55. That's a really close top four. Any one of those top four could easily um, you know, could interfere with some of the uh, the end of season jollities, you know. So, yeah, what, two from those four are looking good. Uh, uh, and, but then we've got this strange you know, three West A and West B and the best runner-up will get promoted and, and things like that. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting end to the season on that. Right, let's talk some youth fixtures and cup fixtures and, and, and all of that, mate. So, what have, what have you got for us this week? We had a WRU Youth Bowl semi-final between Little Langham and Brinkoch. And... You know, we all love Langham, the seniors, but this youth team seems to be something else. You know, uh, in on a neutral venue, winning 24-14 and booking their place in a final is it's outstanding. I mean, I, I we've constantly said, you know, that the town, the rugby team is made up of two streets and they go into the millennium for a final. It's, it's brilliant. And... Uh, from what I can see, the final is due to be played on the seventh of April. So you know, pack your bags. Let let's let's get to Cardiff. Let's pack it out. Yeah, and fair play to them. You know, they like I've said all along, it it is a team made up of players kind of sucked in from from other teams, but they've done really really well to to just keep the team going. To be honest, there aren't that many youth teams in in Pembrokeshire at the minute. Um, so to pull those boys together and get them to a place, like you say, where they're in the final, um, yeah, loving that, loving that. Uh, but they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones that made oh. a final this weekend. Who else have we got in the final, mate? Oh, this is. I, I think this is even bigger again, just just because you know the, the history around. You know, Pembrokeshire Schools Rugby, there hasn't been many final appearances. And they played Cardiff A in Mysa Gwendreith on Friday night, an artificial pitch. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult anyway. But they came away with a 23-12 win. Uh, it, I'm speechless. I, I really am. You know, <laughs> I, I really didn't expect this Pembrokeshire side to really get to the final. I, I honestly thought the Cardiff A were going to be too strong and I'm so glad I was wrong. Mm. You know, and I, I think it's a credit to the players and especially to the coaches. And, you know, we, we've spoke a couple of times with, with Ali Waters, you know, with Pembrokeshire, with Tembi, you know, 
they're both doing incredibly well. So, you know, if they, there's a coach for the future, you know, we, we could be seeing him in other places pretty soon. But mm. they've booked their place in the Lewis Miller final. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. They're going to be facing, is it Isloin? Is that? Is that yep. That's how we yeah. say it, after days. The uh, 26th of April in the millennium. So, you know, it's, it's always uh, streamed online. So if you can't get down for that, so it's, it's always, you know, one of their, it's, it's one of them weeks in the millennium where they've got just loads and loads of finals going on. So if you can get a ticket and you can get down, it's, it's well worth going to because it, it's such an experience being there. Yeah, and we're going to try and do a little bit of stuff with some of the boys before, um, maybe do a bit of a bonus pod before that final. Um, it's, maybe even with um, Langham as well, might be able to get hold of some of the Langham boys and just do some stuff with them. But we're, we're going to make an effort because, you know, to come from this part of the world where um, you, you're always up against it in terms of facilities, in terms of you know, location, everything is a long drive in, in terms of attitude of sometimes, you know, our own attitude is our worst uh, enemy. But in terms of everybody's attitude towards Pembrokeshire, we're, we're kind of like we're not really a rugby place and, and things like that. So for those boys to get to a place where they're actually demonstrating on the pitch, this is what Pembrokeshire can do um, it is a massive, massive boost for them um i hope those boys stay in pembrokeshire college i hope they 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 stay in pembrokeshire college and we have a a good year for pembrokeshire college next year and um yeah fingers crossed it's all looking good right so we're pretty much done with the rugby side of it mark so before um so what we're just going to let everyone know what's what's happening we are expecting some big news um some massive news this evening so what we're going to do is we're going to record a pod we're going to record a bonus pod and if the news comes through then we'll put that bonus pod out straight away and if it doesn't then we'll bin it (laughs) we're gonna waste we're gonna waste an hour sitting there talking about stuff that nobody's going to announce but um yeah so Stay tuned, uh, everyone, because um, if this does happen and if this news does come out, um, yeah, it's it's all going to be a little bit kind of strange and a little bit odd for a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, it's going to be important stuff that we need to talk about. So bonus pod on its way. Stick with us. And failing that, um, we'll speak to you all next week, I guess. We'll, we'll do it all again next week, Mark with some fine victories in the bag once again a lot of fine victories in the oh, bag exactly. and a quarter final in europe to celebrate yeah, and absolutely. you know tickets for <laughs> cool righty ho then um we're done with that one so we shall speak to all next week all the best and to you mate You have been listening to the Westerer is Besterer podcast from the Scarlet Supporters PEMS team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet PEMS, find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire, or email us on scarletspems at gmail.com. 
And remember, West is best, but Westerer is besterer. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.